Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and you want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place. A space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Danica and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome. We are beyond grateful for our very first sponsor, Bloom and Plume Coffee, a black-owned coffee shop located in Echo Park, 1638 West Temple Street to be exact. They're open Monday through Sunday at 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Bloom and Plume offers coffee, fresh juices, pastries, cool waffles. You must check it out and say Ritos, not to mention they have vegan options. The vibe and aesthetic is unmatched. Be sure to check it out. Special thank you to our second sponsor, Multicultural Therapists. Find a multiculturaltherapist.com is a psychotherapy directory specializing in providing an opportunity for people from different cultural backgrounds to find a therapist who shares their experience. Their goal is to assist in connecting individuals to culturally competent therapists. They offer individuals an opportunity to make their therapeutic connection more comfortable. Making the decision to seek therapy can be difficult. Finding a therapist who meets your cultural needs can be challenging. They understand and acknowledge that the specificity of your culture is important. Your life experiences are a great part of who you are, and they like to acknowledge that. Final Multicultural Therapist has created a revolutionary psychotherapy directory that provides everyone, regardless of your cultural background, race, spiritual beliefs, ethnicity, sexuality, and opportunities to connect with culturally competent therapists who understand without judgment. Okay. So, hey, you all. We're back with uh, episode eight of Black Women Healing Pod, and we have a guest, Joy. Um, so Joy, we want to start off with a random scenario. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Random scenario. Let's say that, um, let's say that you had a choice to go to any planet or any other universal, um, dynamic or whatever in the in the in the entire universe you can go wherever you wanted to where would you go or would you go anywhere (laughs) that's a funny question because i have a running joke with a few of my friends that when i get annoyed i say i'm i'm moving to mars and um so just because that already exists (laughs) and i've already said it enough times i'm just gonna seal the deal with this one i would likely want to go see what's up on mars what you think is at Mars? I'm, I'm, I tell myself this story, and I really do actually believe this on some level, mm-hmm. that um, there are just like alternate universes, right? So all the other planets also have life, and they're living, you know, in whatever they think is the only world where there's living beings as well, right? And maybe not thinking of, um, but the thing is, we have the luxury as Earthlings, right, of seeing these kinds of cartoons and sci-fi things where aliens are coming to invade our our um, planet and all of that. And so it's sort of on some level like plant a seed that there's a possibility mm-hmm. that there's life on other planets, right? Because we get these like fictional stories. Mm-hmm. But if that is in fact the case, right? And there is life on, on other planets, 
Are they, you know, watching programming thing, things about us, come, you know, invading their, their planet, you know? So I don't, I don't know, but I tell myself the story that there are alternate universes and things going on on other planets that may be parallel to what we're doing here or maybe have nothing to do with it at all, but it's still very relevant for whatever, you know, universe universal understanding they have so i'm just gonna go with mars because i say i say it all the time i'm out of here i'm going to mars <laughs> okay. okay well i'm gonna go ahead and introduce you so today's guest is joy k madison joy is an mft a clarity coach and a speaker joy graduated with the bachelor's of science in kinesiology with an emphasis in exercise science from california state university northridge and she graduated with her Master's of Arts in Clinical Psychology with an emphasis in Marriage and Family Therapy from the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. And she is currently pursuing a Doctorate of Psychology in Marriage and Family Therapy from the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. Joy has specialized in training and certification for trauma-focused CBT or Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. She's a former owner of Eat, Sleep, Sweat, a functional fitness brand and studio based in South Central Los Angeles. Joy is a founder and creator of the Club of Hearts, which is a subscription-based online community for personal and professional development. Joy has mentored over 100 children, teens, and young adults over the past two decades. She is a collegiate All-American swim athlete and reader of at least two dozen books per year. Joy describes herself as a bridge, a light, a shovel, a translator, and a vessel, which speaks volumes of her service given through a holistic lens. And we are grateful to have her today. So Joy, I'm gonna dive right in and ask you to describe how you begin to find your passion in helping others through storytelling. Oh man, um, I don't know that I recognize it as that until very recently. So I guess I'd say that that's been something I've been doing my whole life. Sharing, connecting, being with people is just, it is just my favorite thing to do in general. And I realized that we are connected through our stories, right? Uh, we meet people because we have shared interests and hobbies. So we run into them at places where we can do those things, right? And we meet people according to shared values, right? So we may meet them at our, you know, spiritual or religious centers, things like that. And so the way we meet people is in, through the ways in which we're connected. And we learn about those connections through storytelling. And I think the more I realized that, the more I began to uh, give more attention to developing that as a skill set to really connect to as many people as possible, recognizing that storytelling is a universal language. That's dope. That's dope. So can you describe what a Clarity Coach is for our listeners and how you found this calling or how it found you? Yes. Um, clarity Coaching is actually, or, or the title of a Clarity Coach is something I made up myself and uh, the reason why I made it up just a short version of that story is that as I was transitioning and closing down my fitness studio and moving into mental health full-time um, it was a tough transition for me because as you said in my bio my background my undergraduate degree was in kinesiology exercise science and since I was a child I've been an athlete my entire life and since I was a child I had a vision and a dream to have my own studio and my own facility where I could train people and support athletes, you know, navigating through their careers, which is, you know, so this having the studio and doing that was a dream realized, a lifelong dream realized. And so when I was being called to evolve beyond that into something bigger, though I knew it was the right choice, it was still a difficult one. Mm -hmm. And 
because what I realized is that what made it so difficult is that I had began to define who I am by what I do. Right. So you say when people say, well, what do you do? You say, I'm a fill in the blank. Right. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a therapist. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a dancer. I'm an artist. And you started with I am. Right. So the question is, what do you do? But then we answer with I am. Right. Instead of I do whatever the thing is. And so what happened over time, what I was realizing because I was having such a hard time transitioning, even though, again, I knew it was the right next step. I was asking myself, why is this so difficult? And what I ultimately came to is that I had become so tied up by my identity, who I am, had gotten so tied up in what I do or what I did that when the the calling evolved, right, and the, the, the thing I'm supposed to do when that evolved, it was like a losing a part of myself, mm. moving in and no longer doing that thing anymore that had been such a huge part of my life and my part of how I understood myself, right? Like an athlete is a an intersection of my identity, <clears throat> right? It's no different from I'm a woman, I'm black, I'm an athlete. Like that's right up there with that for me. And so that was like tough to transition. So I said to myself, whatever I do next, it has to be big enough and broad enough to encompass however I will evolve, whatever that will look like, so that I don't have to go through this ripping apart again when I'm moving from sort of you know that distinction of what I do and who I am so I, I created Clarity Coach because when I thought about my skill set and I thought about how no matter what I'm doing whether it's podcasting whether it's writing whether it's a post on social media whether it's speaking engagement live and even in in session with my clients one thing that I offer is clarity I can always ask you down question 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 down to the bare minimum core root of whatever the thing is and then from there offer the clarity that is necessary to rebuild right and so because i know that no matter what i'm doing that's the sort of common denominator i just decided i'm going to call myself that and then i can because i'm making it up i can decide what my job description is yes <laughs> so that's how i arrived at that place it kind of just was a, is really a way for me to avoid the pain of of, of that title thing going, you know, happening again. That's dope. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you spoke on like intersectionalities and how like we are, are we are and we do. It's so many different things to us and just one or two things. It's several different things, but mm -hmm. your bio, your incredible bio, one of the yeah. things that, that it, it comes up is the Club of Hearts. And um, yeah. I I just want you to explain to our listeners and also me and Myra, uh, like what is Club of Hearts and the impact on the community thus far? So again, that's one of those things that fits under the umbrella of what is the Clarity Coach? Well, you know, Clarity Coach is this, right? And so that, that sector of it is my online uh, workshops and courses, the Club of Hearts. And so... I got the idea summer 2018 and essentially we shot all the content in the next three or four months, all of the content for 2019. And so the concept for this year uh, was that it would be a subscription-based service that would allow people to get access to a range of different resources and materials, including workshops, workbooks, and even live um, online virtual meetings to discuss various topics that are relevant to people 
uh, who I call zennials, right? People born between like 1984 and, I'm sorry, 1978 and like 1984, 85. Like a small micro generation that I feel like we were raised to think and believe one thing. And then when we entered the world to, and tried to play that, play the game by those rules, those rules no longer applied. And so a lot of us have had to redefine career and relationship and some of the key things that have been milestones and cornerstones for past generations, I feel like this video generation, we sort of had to like recreate it for ourselves. And so we're um, simultaneously sort of drawing and building the blueprint, right? Like we're drawing it out and then also building the structure. And um, and that's, that's a heavy load, that's a tough thing. And so I created the Club of Hearts as a place for us to build community around the work of being our best selves and our relationships with our finances and our careers. Um, just in our bodies, right? Caring for ourselves. What does it look like? And and offering emotional intelligence courses, um, all kinds of uh, different workshops and courses to support that process for it. And so that's that's really what it is. In 2019, 2020, um, I'm switching the format up a little bit. So um, it's still the Club of Hearts, but instead of being a, a new workshop every month. It's going to be um, a curriculum with four different modules, and we'll build up curriculum so that people can do self-guided workshops um, on their own time when they want to invest in their personal development, learning more about emotional intelligence, learning more about how to attract and build healthy relationships. Um, I have a, a course called the Money Mindset Makeover where it looks at what is our relationship with money, right? Because we hear all these things about how to budget, how to save, and when to invest, and all these things. It's like, have we considered that a lot of people can't do those things because they have unhealthy relationships with money? Is it because they grew up in poverty? Because we've been told that money is the root of all evil? Because we ourselves have experienced lack, and so the, com the conversation around money is just a little bit weird. There's so much going on there that I think we get to deal with before we start talking about spreadsheets and budgets and some of the practical things about money. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, the club of hearts, it sounds like it's, it's a little bit of, of everything. It sounds mm -hmm. like everybody, anybody can get something from it. And so mm -hmm. uh, we want everybody who's listening to make sure you click uh, the link in Joy's bio. We'll tag her mm -hmm. on the photo um, when we post it. Go ahead, Myra. Um, I just want to let y'all know that this is something that's very budget friendly. Um, if you go on the website, there are levels to it. And what you'll notice about each level is you're really going to get something out of it. Although the highest costing one, you get more. Um, but each one definitely offers something and I would definitely push for y'all to check it out because I'm reading it and there's something on here for everyone um, when we're talking about the Club of Hearts in particular. Mm -hmm. Yay. Thank you so much. Um, so the next question is, okay, Joy, can you describe to us what the process of uh, beginning this journey of storytelling looks like, uh, or even if it has a look to it for folks? Yeah, um, so as you mentioned my bio, I'm an MFT, and uh, I, I talk a little bit about, you know, being trained in trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. And so one of the things that we do is create what's called a trauma narrative, mm -hmm. right? And so I would share, if I were gonna give 
steps about storytelling, especially around this idea of like healing and even connection, um, but more so specifically around healing. Uh, I would give, I would follow the same steps that I give my clients when we're doing a trauma narrative, right? So the first place to start is just with the facts, particularly if you're telling a story about something that you personally lived through, right? Just start with the facts. What exactly happened? What time of day was it? Who was there? Um, you know, where were you? What were you wearing? Things like that. Just start with the facts, right? And this is sort of a way, again, if we're talking about using storytelling as a healing tool, you want to start there because you don't want to be sort of triggered, so triggered that you can't get through the exercise. There is a lot of healing available through telling your story. So start with the facts. And then from there, you move to adding your thoughts and feelings, right? So what were you thinking when whatever the thing was happened? What were you feeling? Um, maybe even thinking about uh, some of the the nuances about, you know, I remember seeing this out of the corner of my eye, or I remember hearing, you know, whatever, things like that. You want to, um, you want to start adding those layers to the story, right? And then you're going to dig up, dig a little bit deeper, right? Start to think about, you know, maybe what were, what had the effects of that experience been, um, what vivid details do you most remember? Um, what have you learned? Just things like that, right? So if you're going to think about like how to tell this story, those would be the three steps, right? So start with the facts, then layer in your thoughts and feelings, and then dig a little bit deeper for like the wisdom or the lesson or the takeaway from the experience. And then you want to make sure you just wrap it up, you know, and make sure people are clear about the significance of the story and you know in their lives but also the meaning of the story for your life right and so those are be will be like three things I would say if you're looking at elements of storytelling specifically for the purpose of, of healing and transformation yeah I th thank you for breaking that down like that um mm -hmm. I, I think that sometimes we do when we start talking we immediately start thinking about our opinions and our judgments things that have happened after you talk about the facts Mm -hmm. So I think that's huge what you just said. So thank you for breaking it down. It's so cool to hear you like talk about this because today I was learning about TFCBT and mm -hmm. I was doing the same thing over and over. So it's like now hearing you like talk about it in like this way, it's like, okay, now yeah. everything's starting to make sense. That's all I was taking notes. It's starting to like sink in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, mm -hmm. Can you describe your views of the difference of like storytelling, like, um, speaking versus storytelling through writing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's interesting. Um, I have like a, a court TV, like I love those, like watching murder trials and things, it's odd. But um, <laughs> I was watching one today and the girl was doing her testimony. And I said to myself, I was like, she, she's, she is reciting something that was written that she memorized. And the reason, and so the, you're asking me this question, and the reason why I, I could tell that is because, uh, to the point of the question, writing and the language we use, the way we formulate our sentences versus when we're speaking to someone is, is tends to be very different. Because with writing, we have to be more colorful and we have to sort of bring people into whatever the environment is or whatever the story is we're trying to tell. We have to give enough context and detail that when we're speaking, 
um, we don't necessarily have to do as much because whoever we're speaking to can hear our voices or maybe even if we're standing face to face, see our facial expressions, things like that. And so there's other things to give context where our words, we don't necessarily need them as much. Whereas in writing, all you have is a two-dimensional sort of page that's in front of you, right? And so the writer needs to write enough about what's going on, not just in the interaction or whoever's talking in the story, but also where they are. They have to give all those contextual clues, mm -hmm. right? And what I notice in terms of just even just like sentence structure, for instance, in written form, language tends to put um, adjectives first. Right. So say, for instance, like um, if I were trying to say like, uh, oh, I was, you know, I was fumbling my phone. And so I was, I, was about, I was about to drop my phone, but I grabbed it right quick. Right. So like if I'm telling that story, I might say um, something about like how how I felt as the phone was falling, right? So I would give some sort of descriptive uh, narrative or even adjective or something before, right? Mm -hmm. So it would be like, immediately I tried to grab it as opposed to uh, my phone dropped and, I, and I, I was trying to hurry up and get it, right? So the, it's the, does that make sense? Like the subject sort of goes first in, in spoken language, but in written language, it seems like the descriptors go first to sort of pull people into the action of what's happening. And then it's like you describe the scene, but you want to pull them into it with something that's going to like give them something. Like, so if I say immediately, you know that that's with some fervor. So now you want to know what's going on. Does that make sense? Yes. So that tends to be the difference that I notice from, and especially when I think about if I'm going to go speak somewhere and I write my, my speech, uh, I write it one way, but then when I get up to speak it, it's always sort of flip-flopped a little bit. Mm -hmm. And rarely do I ever look at the card because that throws me off because my written voice is so much different from my spoken voice. Yep. It makes me think about like, even like body language too. Like mm -hmm. I said, like if somebody was, if somebody was telling me that they, um, if somebody was telling me that they, they immediately dropped their part. And, and if they, if they were speaking and they just said, Oh, I dropped my phone. And I try to get it. They would probably do something like mm -hmm. sure, they immediately try to get it where I didn't even need that descriptor because I actually exactly. see the body language. Mm -hmm. So exactly. You see the body language, you, you see all of that. And so that gives more context that you, so your word choices will be different because you have all these other sort of elements to, yeah. to work with. Mm -hmm. Deep. That's deep. Okay, so um, <laughs> um, our last question is, what do you think are the challenges that um, the people or folks face when using storytelling healing methods? Mm. Hmm. So one thing is, the, what I'm thinking of specifically is sometimes it can go one of two ways. That either don't tell enough detail because it lives so much in their minds that they forget that they need to try to paint the picture to whomever they're telling the story to. They may not give enough details. They may, you know, like again, because they can see it clearly in their minds, so they're not thinking of the value of saying, you know, and I was driving by and there was this tree by my house that I would always stop at. Like they didn't think to give that because it's like that's just the tree by their house that they always stop at. They never 
thing to add that, right? So they, that can go one way or the other way is that uh, give too much detail where it becomes about the content of, and then this happened and it was my right hand over here. And then I did, you give so much detail because you're trying to paint the picture that it becomes a heavily in, involved in the content. And whatever the message is, it's hard to take away because you're losing me with all the with all the inertia, right? Extra words and things. And so I guess finding that balance of what, what's the, what's the, especially if we're again talking about telling stories as a form of healing, um, what's the pertinent information? What do I need to purge and release? What do I need the people to know? And what important what's important for the for the takeaway for the message? And then giving just enough of that to keep people drawn in um, b without going over the top. Yeah, yeah. I think that most definitely makes sense. Sometimes we just start talking and we be rambling and um, we not really, we're talking mm -hmm. just to talk, but not talking to really, like you said, mm -hmm. release. Um, so we talked about a few different things today. We usually do takeaways. So mm -hmm. giving our listeners something to, practice or if they want to you know like really incorporate into their lives so mm -hmm. what would you think the, the takeaways would be today joy uh hmm. that's a good one well i'll say i guess in the <clears throat> excuse me in the vein of like uh storytelling and i'll i'll recommend an exercise that I've been doing a lot lately in my personal life, but also a lot with my own groups that I facilitate. It's an exercise called um, pages. Um, and essentially what it is, I don't know if you've ever heard of a brain dump, but essentially what it is, is you take a pen and paper and you begin to write whatever just the, uh, whatever stream of consciousness. It doesn't have to make sense. Stories don't have to be connected. Punctuation, spelling, grammar, none of that stuff matters. Just write whatever words come to your mind. And write and write and write and write and write. And what that does uh, for me is a couple of things. One, it makes room for new ideas to flow because I get that stagnant energy moving through me. Ideas that have maybe settled in my mind or whatever, like I'm sort of stirring them back up again. So that's one. Um, two, if you choose to go back and read those morning pages, what you um, might find is some inspiration. Mm. You might find some inspiration. You might find um, some ideas, you know? So, because a lot of times things are in your mind, but there's so much mm -hmm. floating around that it sort of gets lost or cluttered or it, you can't really form a full concept of it. Mm -hmm. So getting it out and then looking at it it gives you a room to sort of step back and make make more sense of it. So mm -hmm. I would recommend that exercise. Okay. Thank you so much yeah. for um, all that you share with us today. I'm really going to push for mm -hmm. people to check out your website because it's dope. I think it's amazing. Good. Thank you so much. I have um, some new courses coming out. So um, if you're not already, definitely stay close to my Instagram because I've got I'm doing a revamp of do your work which is a relationship course looking at how you can use your romantic and intimate partnerships to uh, help you reach your sort of 
maximum self. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm revamping also the money mindset makeover, which I mentioned earlier, and I'm releasing a time management course and an emotional intelligence course about what can your emotions come to teach you. So in the next couple of months and certainly more coming up in the next decade. Wow. (laughs) So thank you so much, Joy. We enjoyed having you. Hope you have a good night. Thank you. I appreciate you all. Thanks so much. All right. So I hope y'all enjoyed this week's guest. And in the essence of talking about storytelling, I'm going to challenge you all to you know, therapy isn't always affordable for everybody. I know that there are some cities that do offer it for cheap, but I know that's not the case for everybody. So in the essence of storytelling, I'm going to challenge you all to practice some storytelling and what that can look like. I have just a few tips for y'all that I've used with clients, I've used for myself. So one of those can be, you can vlog, um, as our last week's guest kind of mentioned, she touched on vlogging. And what you could do is you could just record yourself just talking, kind of like expressing yourself. Because, you know, this guest, she talked about how there's a difference in writing versus, you know, talking. So you can do that and say that for yourself. Or you can share it with friends, whatever. Something that you can also do is you can write to a sense of yourself that you're feeling in the moment, in the week, um, whatever, whatever's coming to you. So, for example, you could say, dear angry self and you will write a letter to that self outside of yourself so that you're not attaching the angry title to yourself. And that can be a way of just simply telling your story. Um, or you could do it the good old fashioned way and call up your home girl, homeboy, um, whoever, and just, you know, just talking to them. So I'm not going to share a discount for the week. Actually, that is a discount because that was some free game I just shared with y'all. So hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just plug y'all. That's something I usually charge. But yeah, so try those things out. I want to hear about how they went for y'all. And now I'm going to pass it over to Donika. Okay, y'all. So we usually do like a book article, movie, that type of thing. But as I... I was listening to Joy speak. It just reminded me of this podcast that I've been listening to called Ear Hustle. We hooked. So my super, <laughs> right, we hooked, me and Myra, we hooked. So I work at a, a program that uh, is AB 109. So all of my clients are on probation. So that means they just got out of jail or prison on early release of some kind. And so my supervisor told me about this uh, podcast. I'm thinking like, nah, it ain't about to be that good. Y'all. This podcast is so good. So it's called Air Hustle, and I'm just going to read a little short little excerpt about this the uh, podcast. So it says, this podcast is a partnership between Nigel Poor, a Bay Area visual artist, and Erlon Woods, formerly incarcerated at San Quentin State Prison. It was co-founded with former San Quentin resident Antoine Williams. So they literally are storytelling. Like, you feel like you're in the prison with them. Like, yes. I you not it's so real and you it's one you just gain so much respect for them but also just like I can't even I can't explain it you have to listen mm-hmm. so if this is a great form of storytelling and you can tell that all of the people through the podcast that they are feeling relief to share their story mm-hmm. so check it out and of course if you haven't bought your ticket already you need to buy it. Actually, right now, pause and go buy it or keep it going <laughs> on your phone or whatever you listen to. Go buy the ticket, y'all. So we having our uh, Black Women Healing Pod launch party. It's going to be November 16th, 4 to 6 p.m. It's in Los Angeles. Once you buy the ticket, 
we will reveal the actual location and that's for 64 our guests um we'll be having giveaways we're gonna have uh some uh self-care activities some refreshments will be provided but the event is open to everyone and it's only eight dollars buy the tickets <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all well that is it for today's pod and we look forward to seeing you at the launch party because you have no choice but to come so we'll see y'all all there and that's it for this week thank you for tuning into today's podcast be sure to drop a comment on any of our platforms or even shoot us an email we'll be back next monday make sure to tell a friend and tell a friend that is it for today's black women's healing pod